Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club Podcast. I am Maddie here with Courtney. Hello. And today we are going to be reviewing When in Rome by Sarah Adams with this super cute cover. Hi. I love contemporary romance covers. They're just so cute. I definitely prefer these over like the shirtless men. I just I hate those. <laughs> like all they the look so bad. Romance books. We're just like know. some random jacked guy with a shirt off. Have you seen the original covers for like the Twisted series? No. It's just shirtless dudes. Yeah, I kind of hate that. That's how like half of the hockey books I read are. So I just choose just to, to close my eyes to that. Just re- replace it with a cute little contemporary cover. So When in Rome follows Amelia Rose. She is our main female love interest uh, main character. She is a celebrity. She's a, a world-renowned pop star. I think that's my... I, I accidentally was mistaking her as being blonde. I think it was because I was like kind of comparing her to like Taylor Swift in my head. Like kind of like her... her world Mm -hmm. so i was kind of i think that's why i may have pictured her as being a blonde um but she is a little stressed out she's a little you know over people have been asking so much from her for so long because she's a celebrity she's about to go on a tour a world tour so she is feeling stressed out and instead of you know talking it through with other people or you know letting people just kind of steamroll her as they have been, she decides to say, you know what? I'm done, and I'm just going to drive. So she's just driving. She's like, I have no idea where I'm going. And she decides that she is going to go to Rome. Now, one of her favorite movies is called Roman Holiday. It is an Audrey Hepburn movie. It plays a huge role in this book. And in that book, she is trying to, Audrey Hepburn's character is trying to escape. And so she goes to Rome, Italy. Now, Amelia can't go to Rome, Italy because it is far away. It requires a lot of planning and she didn't bring her passport. So she goes to, she types into her phone, Rome and Rome, Kentucky, which is nearby where she lives in Nashville. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go there and I'm going to, I'm going to just chill out and just take a little break from what's going on. Um... So she does that, and while she's driving there, her car breaks down, and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck somewhere, there's no cell service, I'm so scared, what's going to happen? And then, that's somebody banging on her window saying, are you alright? And she's like, no, you're a murderer, get out of here, like, you're so scary, like, who are you? It's the middle of the night, leave me alone. And it is Noah Walker, who is our main love interest in the story. And he's like, all right, I guess, like, just stay out here for now. And he goes inside, he calls up one of his grandmother's friends, and he's like, can you please vouch for me and let her know that I'm not a murderer, I'm just trying to help her. He brings the phone out to her, and she's like, hello? Okay. Oh my gosh, yeah, okay. Hang up. She gets out of the car, and that starts our journey when in Rome. Uh, Amelia is trying to come together with herself and just kind of she just kind of needs to recenter herself being a celebrity as high profile as she is she really needed a break from the paparazzi and her manager and the other people who are part of her you know little celebrity circle and you know Noah over here is he's just kind of recently moved back to Rome after being gone for a while after falling in love 
and heading to New York to get his heart shattered in a true way that I think most Hallmark films would end. Um, and, uh, the story follows, you know, their connection with each other. She stays with him for the duration of her little stay in Rome. And it just they, it just kind of talks about the way that they, you know, realize that they like each other. Her relationship and his relationship with his sisters and his the town. And sort of Amelia figuring out that, you know, the world isn't all just pop star stuff there's other stuff going on too and it's sometimes a little bit better than what you have going on uh is there anything you'd like to add to my summary of the of the book yes so no's very jaded he's kind of gone through this rom-commy thing before and it has ended poorly and i actually really like that part of the book um he is also like this big burly sexy man who owns a pie shop and like hangs out with his sisters uh and does all this he's very like nerdy too i don't know i loved him as a character um but obviously he's been very hurt and he's in a situation where the person he's falling for is bound to leave again so it's really interesting to read a romance novel that essentially is like feels like there was already a romance novel right but the ending was really bad and so this is his second shot and I just haven't really read a ton of romance books like that before. So it was really fresh. And I loved that. Um, but yeah, he's kind of grumpy, cynical. And she's trying to flee from her uh, overwhelming life. She has a complicated relationship with her mom. But overall, very cute story. Um, and, of course, it has a happy ending. So, yeah. All right, so we're going to move on into the first part of our review. If you're new to our channel and you have never watched one of our videos before, or if you're listening to our podcast online, on online, of course you're online. If you're listening to our <laughs> podcast on Apple or Spotify and you never listened to us before, what we do is our first half of our review is spoiler-free. So if you haven't read the book, this is just going to be regular, just general spoiler-free stuff. But if you have read the book and you're wanting to hear more about it, then we have a spoiler section that we do towards the end. Now, um, this book is relatively short, so this episode is probably going to be a little bit short as well. But I just wanted to quickly get those two things out there before we move on. So the first part of our spoiler-free review is, would we recommend this book to a fellow reader? Um, yes, I would resoundingly. It's relatively short. It's very cute and fun. Um, it's rom com -y, but it's fresh, like I said, because he kind of has that cynical side from having gone through this all before, essentially, and having it blow up in his face. I thought it was really cute, and yeah, I would absolutely recommend it to any romance reader. Honestly, this would be a, a very good, like, entry-level romance book for people who haven't really delved into that area of reading yet, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hands down, I would. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is a great entry-level book. I think that it was really cute. I, I really love when books are just wholesome, and this book was just wholesome. So I just, yeah. it felt really, I was, like, giddy the whole time I was reading this. I was like, eee! Like, I actually... <laughs> was like excited and enjoying yeah. my time when I was reading this book um and it's a slow burn so I was feeling really good about it very much um so, so yes I would I would also recommend it to a fellow reader now would you recommend this to your sisters who are underage yes I would um because me too it's here. 
There's none. It's a fade it, to black. It, it's a yeah, fade to it, black. It alludes to the fact that they're mm-hmm. like hooking up, but it doesn't go in detail. I could, mm-hmm. in good conscience, recommend this to Cadence. So, Mom, I know you're watching. Katie can read this book. This and is a really... Yeah, I thought that this was a really good book. Honestly, I was like, I was like, kind of hoping that it was going to be a fade to black. Because I just feel like we've been reading a lot of pretty smutty stuff. And I kind of needed a little bit of a break from it. And I loved this. I was like, yes. I liked it more than the descriptions. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing about writing like smut only adds so much if you have a terrible book and you throw smut in there it's not going to make it better um but you can also execute a wonderful book without ever having to include it and um one of my favorite series is a ya series uh the cruel prince it's very much fade to black but the plot is so compelling it's good i got similar vibes when i read this um and sometimes ya stuff when you read it and there's no smut, like, the story can just be bad. But this one was good. I really liked it. And I'm happy that I found something that I could actually recommend to, like, all of the people in my family without being embarrassed. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. and it's, I mean, it is a romance book. It's definitely not YA because it does, like, talk about sex in yeah. the story. But it doesn't, there's no descriptions of it, which I'm really... I really loved that about this book. I did too. Now, we're going to move on to our four pillars. And we have four primary pillars that we like to rate our books on. Because we just, you know, they kind of... There's some things that are holding up a book on each corner. Mm. So, um, our first pillar is the witty banter pillar. Best now, one. Courtney, what did you think about the witty banter in this book? By the way, these are out of five. Do you know why? Because... 10 is too many. 10 is too many, just in case you forgot from the last time. Yeah, um, or the time before that, or any other time that you've. The witty banter. I'm going to give it a four. Like, it could have. It was good. It was good. It wasn't like the perfect witty banter in my head, but there was some tension mm-hmm. there. Um, it took a while for Noah to get out of his shell and even like respond to anything that Amelia was saying. And so obviously there's not a lot of opportunity for banter when one person is just totally non-responsive. I agree. I think it was also a four. There was a lot of really good banter that happened throughout this book. But I think that um but I think that there was definitely a little bit lacking, but I, I agree with what you said. I think it's a four. So the next category in our review is the character development. Um, so what do you think? I would also give it a four, right? Because I totally understand where both of the main characters are coming from, right? Noah's been hurt, so he's jaded. He's trying to protect his heart. And Amelia is, like, super overwhelmed, but she also doesn't necessarily want to change her life entirely and, like, leave the music business. I can resonate with that. But they also both come to, like, this happy middle ground. I feel like they set boundaries for each other early on in the book that obviously don't stay the same as they grow closer. But, like, 
I don't know. I thought they just handled things in a very mature way. I thought the reasons that they were apprehensive about being together were reasonable. And I think that they worked through them in a really good way. I also loved that um, Amelia was kind of lacking in a lot of female relationships in her life. And then Noah's sisters kind of came in and taught her how to trust people to be her friends and stuff too. Overall, I just thought it was a very wholesome book. I thought that their their backgrounds and their traumas made sense, and I thought that they dealt with them in a way that didn't make me want to scream at the characters while I'm reading. Like, a lot of times when I'm reading books and there's a conflict, I just think it's super dumb, but the conflict here made sense, and it was a serious obstacle that they had to work through that they did. So I liked the character development. Um... I gave it a four because it's not the like my favorite best I've ever seen. Um, and I thought it even could have been maybe a little more dramatic, but I still think it was really good. I yeah, same. <laughs> okay. I also I feel like this is gonna be one where like we both like our very similar opinions. Yeah. When I read it, I was thinking like I was like, maybe Courtney hated this book. And I was like, what if she did like what if that happens if one day we read a book and one of us really liked it and the other person hated it? Hates it? It's bound to happen at some point. I know. I'm scared. I really hope it's not the Sarah J. Mass books. I doubt. I think you'll like those ones. We'll see. But I have two more books I have to read before I can start Akatar, so I'm excited. Um, but it's bound to happen at some point. You and I, while we generally share the same views on most stuff. There's going to be one or two things where we're going to be, like, splitting hairs or where something's just going to rub you the wrong mm-hmm. way and I like it or vice versa. But up until now, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next category is the smut. And obviously, like we have mentioned, there wasn't any in this book. So I feel like we should just omit this category today. Yeah, I think – going forward with books like this where smut's not really an element it's not fair to rank or rate them because there there really wasn't any i mean there's like kissing and stuff and the way they describe it is like electric like every romance book i will say in lieu of the smut i thought the romantic parts of their relationship were really cute um Mm -hmm. but yeah just wasn't really an element in this one yeah maybe we should rate it on like the romance I would give like it a the, five. The chemistry. Yeah, I think they had really good chemistry, and I thought it was really cute, and I loved that he was, like, a grumpy yet jacked pie baker, and she's, like, a a classy superstar. I don't know. I just, I really liked it, and I, I loved, like I said, I loved that she, like, fell in love with his family and stuff, too. Final category is realism. Now, what would you rate this on the realism scale? see this one's tough so let me i'll go through my analysis first and then i'll come to the number at the end so in terms of realism i think like the fact that noah was hurt and he was cautious and all that stuff realistic um the problem for me is that when you add any sort of star into the mix becomes less realistic in my head i understand that they're people i get it but like it's always like some high power attorney like his first love interest or like a superstar something right and like one it's not very common that famous people marry 
people who are not famous. It happens, but it's not super common. Um, and also the fact that he's like a burly pie baker who hates pie. <laughs> That's not realistic to me, but it's super fun. So I didn't mm-hmm. feel like parts of it were realistic. But then again, it's a romance novel. So you have to like have a different sort of scale as opposed to real life. I don't know. I really struggle with this category, but because I like the book so much and I felt like the interactions that were really important between the characters were realistic, I want to give it a four. Okay. Yeah, I would say that I found it to be... I thought it was... I mean, okay, the only thing that's not realistic, but I can't even say that it's not realistic because it happened to me, is like falling in love in two weeks. So... Yeah. <laughs> I think it happens. I mean, I don't think well, it's obviously, common, I've been with Terry but... for six years, but... Yeah, I just feel like... I think that... That it... I would give it a four. Yeah. Just... But that's all right, because it was so fun to read that it didn't even really matter. That it was not really super realistic. I just was like, this is so fun. I'm really enjoying this. I'm having such a good time. Uh, But I guess that would conclude the end of our spoiler-free section. Indeed. Like I said, this is probably going to be a pretty short part, or short part, short episode, because this book is only 300 pages. It's very, very short, so. Yeah, and we liked it, so there's not going to be a lot to, like, nitpick. But we do have our Mm -hmm. overall reviews, too. Oh, you forgot it in the last episode. I forget it in this episode. I, uh, I really struggled between a four and a five, giving this a four and a five. I and know. I ended up giving it a four because, like you said in a previous episode, you kind of wanted to be a little bit more stingy with the fives. Yeah. And so I ultimately went with a four, even though I really, really enjoyed this book. It wasn't a five-star book. It was really fun, though, and I really liked it. Yes, high high four in my head. Again, doesn't quite like I five is going forward, and like don't get me wrong, the fives we've given so far have been what like Daisy Jones and things we not things never we got never over. Got Those are fives, hands down. They're in like my top ten favorite books right now. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't think we've used it too liberally, but I and I really love this book, but it just doesn't quite rise to the level of like that life-changing for me I really loved it it was cute I would probably even read it again in a couple years but it's just not like not quite there but it's still really good and I enjoyed the entire book and like there are parts where I'm like giggling giddy (laughs) um same so yeah I think a four uh, and again we don't do halves but like a high four like, so mm-hmm. close to a five, but just not quiet. Yeah. Like a 4.9. Yes. But also... 4.90. But also still a four because we don't... <laughs> because we don't do We decimals. don't do... Yeah. We don't do halves. We don't do decimals. We don't do fractions. Yeah. We do and we only round up um, for halves in our head in the categories, not in the overall score. You can't yes. be overly generous with the overall score, but exactly. Um, all right, so you ready to move on to our spoiler section? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So here are my tabs. I'll tell you what they mean. Okay. The greens are cringe, and Ooh. the pinks are love. Okay. And I had one for hate. It's just not on here because there's just nothing I hated about this book. 
perfect. So the first cringy moment that I felt, and it was me maybe a little bit judging the book before really getting into it. Okay. But it is the very first page. At the <laughs> bo- she says, she says, no, not today, Satan. And I'm like, Ugh, cringy millennial speak. Very much so. I, yeah, that's one thing I will say is I read the first chapter and I was kind of like, eh. And then when I got into the second one, I was like, all right, it's game time. Once you get a little further in, the, the beginning, it starts off like a lot of different romance novels. And I just wasn't super sure about it. Plus, there's like a couple of those cringe moments, right? But once you get into it, it's super good. So don't let the first, second chapter deter you from mm-hmm. continuing onward. Yeah, you kind of have to just like go with it for a little bit um but luckily you know it's like very short it's like 20 pages or so that it's kind of a little cringe but it gets a lot better as it goes uh all right so let's talk about he's talking he's like talking about being at his little pie shop and he says Gemma finally leaves the shop with her apple bourbon vanilla pie and i was like that sounds so good it sounds so good it sounds Mm. so good and I was like, why didn't we read this book before you came here a couple weeks ago so we could make that pie for one of our videos? I know. We might have to break our rule and just make an extra dessert for our next round. I know. Because it sounds so good. And now I'm thinking, I'm going to so think good. about pie until we eat it. Yeah, I I was reading this book on pie day, so it was really, and I had a piece of pie because as you know, when you were here in December, I bought two giant Costco pies and I cut them into proportions for me to eat throughout the year because sometimes you're just chilling on a, on a March day and you're like, mm, I really want some apple pie. So yes, we cut it, ran wrapped, froze it for those of you mm-hmm. wondering. Yep. He's not eating it's a honestly, pie off her counter genius. from December. <laughs> Nope, it's just after actually off my counter. I just never did anything with it. I just left it out for the last three months. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, like, the main conflict in this book is that... Or I guess, like, the main twist in this book is that her manager has been taking advantage of her for a very long time. Which I saw coming from a mile away. Like, literally, like, the first time she mentions her and then she mentions immediately that her and her mom don't have a good relationship anymore. I'm like... It's the manager. Well, yeah. How do you grow up having a phenomenal relationship with your mom your whole life and then just all of the sudden, all of a sudden it changes like that? Like, mm-hmm. granted, I get that money can go to people's heads and stuff. But yeah, the second she man- like she mentioned her manager and like the way she behaves, I was like, ooh, Shodi's up to something. Yeah. Something bad. I, I just, I got red flags immediately mm-hmm. after that. Okay, so then we have uh, the scene on page 137 when all of Noah's sisters and himself are, they are reading, or not reading, oh my gosh, I'm reading. They are talking to each other, <laughs> and um, his sister Madison starts teasing him because Amelia was, like, talking about her life and stuff, and she goes... Does it annoy you that you're not the only person she confides in? And it's just like it was making me laugh because it was making me think about like how siblings talk to one another. Yeah. When they're like, ooh, you like her, stuff like that. So I thought that was a pretty funny part. Um I just in general, 
I love the relationship he has with his sisters, like, because he's described as, like, this big, burly, kind of grumpy guy, right? But he's still, like, a southern gentleman, and he has three sisters, and he was raised by his grandmother because his parents passed away. Um, And, like, their dynamics are all just so funny. And I have – I am the oldest, and I also have three sisters so I'd be reading through some of the stuff and I'm like oh my gosh that reminds me of like Cass and Katie um like the way they interact with each other and even the younger sister I'm like oh my gosh that's Claire yeah <laughs> like a tease so clearly the author did some research on like uh family hierarchy within like a sibling structure because that really just played really well. But I really loved his relationship with his sisters, um, especially since he's kind of like a manly man. And I also loved just how much they immediately brought her, Amelia, into their circle. Like, mm -hmm. that could easily be super intimidating, but they were just so warm and welcoming. And they, they weren't there for, like, the fandom or anything. They were there to be her friend. Um, and I also loved, too, the sisters set boundaries with her. They're like, listen, Noah – has been really deeply hurt and like we like you but we don't want to watch him go through the same thing so I like I liked that I was like mm -hmm. I thought that was really sweet and cute and obviously they end up together anyways but that's what the sisters wanted to begin with yeah I thought it was really I love their relationship I thought it was really sweet also uh this is a series is it yep the second book comes out in I can't remember what but it's about Annie hell yeah so i think we're getting one for all the sisters there's okay here's what i will say what there's three sisters right one of them has to end up with his best friend yeah yeah well and he mm -hmm. also mentioned in the book he's like do you want me to tell the other sisters who i saw leaving your house when they were out of town and i'm like oh mm -hmm. is it mm. him yeah is it him but I feel like one of them has to end up with his friend just because of the way tropes go and especially since mm -hmm. it's a series and I'm assuming they're moving through that family, like the, the mm -hmm. siblings. It's usually how romance series go. But Yeah, so uh, there's going to be one about somebody named Madison, so that's going to feel really meta to me. <laughs> <laughs> when your book starts talking to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that was another part that I wanted to mention. And then let's see what else. She accidentally takes some sleeping pills instead of some headache medication, which... And then she drinks. Yeah, and then she drinks and then she passes out because she's just like super tired. So Noah, being a gentleman, is yeah. like, yeah, is like, you know what? Why don't you talk to his sisters? Why don't you take her home? That way she doesn't feel uncomfortable waking up in a strange man's house. And I was like, yeah, Alex Volkov, friggin' learn. Weirdo. Um, Weirdo. Yeah. I was like, dang. He's got that down to a T. And it's probably because he has sisters. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just love how caring and thoughtful. Alex Volkov had a too. sister. Yeah, well, she died, so. <laughs> Noah's are very much living. So he can actually yeah. learn from having to interact with them. But I did think that that was super sweet. Great way to handle that situation. Um, and it just shows how much he cared for her even when he pretended that he didn't. Because he didn't even want her mm -hmm. to feel uncomfortable. But she also mm -hmm. 
I mean, when she's uh, loopy, she's also like, you're so handsome. I like you. Yes. Why didn't she come inside? I asked, striking out with another drawer. I go back to the couch and peek over the top. Noah's eyes are shut, but he's grinning like a drunken fool. I love it. I expect she's trying to make you take care of me. Oh, right. Because never mind. I lied. This is when he's drunk and he comes home and his sisters drive him home. And this is when she asks. This is the, the next day after when she has her incident he gets really drunk and he comes over he comes back to his house and he's all drunk whatever so he said i expect she's trying to make you take care of me me his eyes cracked open yeah you she's scheming she's a schemer (laughs) and i don't know why but i was like that's so funny (laughs) it's just so wholesome because like i don't know some brothers would be like yeah she's a bitch (laughs) yeah and so then, what else schemer. I like about her? Little tricky yeah. girl. My brother wouldn't hesitate to call me a bitch in that situation. No, so. that. <laughs> so, um, what else I liked about this part of the book is that Noah's drunk and he asks Amelia, he's like, Can I kiss you? And she's like, No. And despite the fact that she wants to kiss him, she doesn't because she doesn't want to take advantage of him because he's drunk. Yes. Very good. Very good mm-hmm. practice, everyone. He yes. said everybody here is he practicing asked. consent. Yeah, he asked, and then she also said no, because he was drunk. Mm-hmm. It's on page six, 161, and they're discussing Noah's previous relationship with the last woman, Meryl. Right? Or is, was it yeah, Meryl? Yeah, that's a terrible name, by the way. Sorry if your name's it's my Meryl. Friend. <laughs> that's uh, my friend's mom's name. Sorry, Meryl. People don't like my name sometimes either. It's okay. Um, so yeah, they're talking about his relationship, and somebody says that it was a real Hallmark movie, which is so funny because that's how I felt this entire time reading this. Was like, mm-hmm. this is like a Hallmark movie. This is so wholesome. I love it. Yes. I don't it even care that Hallmark movies all have the same story. I love them. I agree, especially around Christmas time especially terry's mom and i watch like hundreds around christmas time we just pop them on and just keep watching them i love that i love hallmark movies me too so that was my last note but there was something else i wanted to talk about and that is that his parents die in like one of the most horrific ways that i've ever heard of people dying in my life yeah they're like camping and there's a storm right yeah, they're, like, on a mountain, and it just starts... There's just lightning, and they're just getting struck by lightning, and they're dying. What a horrible way to go out. And I'm laughing out of uncomfort. Not because it's funny, but because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and then he gets scared during storms, so of yeah, course then he, he wants to snuggle. And then they snuggle. Sleep. I'm just gonna sleep. They do I not just mean. sleep. Yeah. But it fades to black, so we don't know what happens. That's right. You like that. Mm, can't think of really anything else. It's not because this book isn't notable. It's good. So there just wasn't really a lot to pick apart. And I think we've already hit all the elements that I really liked. There's also a character named Mabel. She's friends with his grandma who raised him. And I like the dynamic that he has with her. She's known him for a really long time. She's an old African-American Southern lady. 
Mabel really helps Amelia come out of her shell too, like and reconnect with people in general. So I liked her as a side character. I thought she added a lot of good elements to the plot, and I like the relationship that she had with Noah as well. The only thing I didn't like about this book is I didn't like how many times the author mentioned that Mabel's black. Mm. She mentions it a couple of times throughout the book, and I feel like it was like trying to like really hone in on the fact that she was a person of color and that like they had a good relationship, good relationships for a small town with people, in and that the, she was trying to portray that like they had, huh? I said in Kentucky. Yeah, they were like trying to portray that they had like a good relationship with a person of color, and it just kind of felt a little forced. I think that like you know they, she doesn't describe that Amelia is a white woman a thousand times. She doesn't describe that. Noah is a white man a thousand times, but for some reason she talks about Mabel being black several times throughout the story. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I I can agree with that. But yeah, I mean, that's just one thing that I, it's not even, I mean, this book does it, but there's a couple other books that are like that where like they overly describe people of color and then they only describe the main character once. And it's just like, you're okay, you're not describing them now because they look like this person. You're trying to do something that satisfies your need to prove that you put people of color into your stories. Yeah. But that was really my only criticism of the book. I just, I don't see the point in doing that. I feel like good writing, you just describe a character one time and you don't need to talk about it ever again because maybe if it's like a series and you have to mention one more time what people look like, but... Like in the next book. But yeah, I mean, like when you're describing someone... The first interaction is what helps the reader create them in their head. So you don't need to like repeat it over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, but yeah. Anyways, good book. Check mm-hmm. it out. We liked it. Liked uh, it a lot. It is definitely something that I'd probably read again in the future. I really loved loved it. I thought it was really great. So I agree. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today. If you don't already follow next- us. Ooh, what next is week? Next week? Next week we're doing Twisted Games. Ah, uh, redemption. I can't wait to. I can't. I literally cannot wait to talk about that book because I have so many things I have to say about it, and I can't wait to talk about it in a good way or a bad way. I'm not telling you. Uh, okay. You already um, know that I like it better than yes, but that's not a high threshold. Twisted games or twisted love. That's not a high but threshold. There's some stuff I gotta get off my chest here. Okay, and then after that, we're reading. Is it wh- whichever book you decided you want us to read? I haven't decided yet. Bad Girl Reputation or um, I don't remember Good Girl something. They're both L. Kennedy books. I have like a hundred pages left of Twisted Games, so. I will let you know momentarily. Okay. Um, And then after that, you and I, not the podcast, the podcast episodes are still coming out because we're doing some doubles here. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you and I are taking like a two and a half week break. Yep. And then into Sarah J. Mass we go. And then we're reading A Court of Thorns and Roses, the entire series. So this is going to be, we'll talk more about it probably at next, like next week when we record our last two books for the next few weeks. 
Um, we'll talk more about what our plan is for this, but it is not going to be like a regular podcast. We're going to have guests. We're going to be talking and it's going to be different. So yes, I'm looking forward but- to it. I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of shake it up a little bit. Me too. And we, we haven't done a lot of fan. We haven't done any fantasy romances actually. Mm-mm. Um, and I am a big fan of fantasy romances and enemies to lovers. And of course, a Kotar and Sarah J. Mass do that very well, which is why she's so now renowned. So I'm excited. Um, I have read those books before, but I love the storyline, so I'm really happy to delve back into it again, especially um, Sarah J. Mass just announced this week that she has named the third Crescent City book that will be coming out in January 2024. So, um, mm. Yes, I was very excited about that news. I think it's House of Shadow and Flame or Flame and Shadow, so. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, But anywho, uh, I think that's all we have for you guys today. So if you don't already follow us on social media, we have a brand new Facebook. Uh, We have an Instagram account and we have a TikTok all at the Woody Banter Book Club. Um, for those of you who are listening along with us on Spotify and Apple Music, thank you. You can always watch on YouTube as well at the Witty Banter Book Club Podcast. Um, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you next time. Happy so, reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.